Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. What is the focus of our lives? Why do we do what we do? What drives us? Today on Drawing Near, we hear Paul's answer to these questions and are challenged to examine our own lives. So let's open our Bibles to Philippians chapter 1 and prepare for to live as Christ. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for the blessing of opening your word together and studying. We thank you for the information you give to us, but not just information, but insight, understanding. We thank you for how your word develops our faith, draws us on to maturity. And we pray, Father, that we will do the work necessary, that we will give attention to all that your word says so that we may become all that you call us to be for your glory. Guide us in our study today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we begin our study today, let's begin by reading Philippians chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. Verse 19, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So we've already learned that Paul is imprisoned for the gospel, and that while he is in prison, the gospel is being spread. It's being spread in the palace, among the prison guards, among the other servants. It's being spread throughout the palace by word of mouth, as Paul shares the gospel with those who are around him. But the gospel is also being spread on the outside. There are those who love Paul, and because they love Paul and they understand what's going on in Paul's life, they are emboldened to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so they preach with more boldness. But there are others who want to cause Paul suffering. And so in order to cause Paul suffering, They preach the gospel, hoping to add more affliction to him while he is in his chains. So we come down to verse 19, following Paul saying, regardless of why the gospel is being preached, I rejoice. He says this, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Paul is confident that he will be delivered from prison. Now, we're not really sure by the language we see in the rest of chapter 1 if he sees his deliverance as being freed from prison to continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ or that he is going to be delivered unto eternal life, unto heaven. Both seem to fit this context. It seems more likely that he seems to believe that he is going to be released from prison to continue his earthly ministry. So he says, I know this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. The Philippians are praying for him, and because the Philippians are praying for him, he believes God is going to answer their prayer, and he is going to be freed from prison. But he also believes that it's not simply through their prayer, 
but also through the supply of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. That the Holy Spirit is going to answer their prayer, the Holy Spirit is going to move through the judicial process, and that he is going to be exonerated and released. That's what we get from verse 19. In verse 20, Paul says, All of this will take place according to his earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I will be ashamed. Paul does not want to bring shame upon the name of Jesus Christ, and he has no reason to be put to shame. He has done nothing worthy of being imprisoned. He is simply spreading the gospel, and his enemies are bringing up accusations and trying to get him silenced. Paul's great desire in all of this is regardless of what happens, he does not want to be put to shame. He does not want to drag the name of Jesus through the mud. He has expectation and hope, earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing, no charges, no accusations, in nothing, that he will be put to shame. But rather, we're told at the latter part of verse 20, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Rather than being put to shame, Paul says he wants to behave in such a way that with all boldness, as always, he always seeks this before imprisonment, now, after imprisonment, with all boldness, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body. Not only is his earnest expectation and hope that in nothing he will be put to shame, but as he boldly proclaims the gospel, as he boldly lives for Christ, as always, through all of these things, Christ will be magnified in his body. He wants through his conduct, his body, his actions, for Jesus Christ to be magnified. And here we come to part of our questions at the beginning of our study. What's the focus of our lives? Why do we do what we do? What drives us? Well, it should be, like Paul, that we not live in a way that brings shame upon Christ, but rather we live in a way that Christ is magnified. Now, we understand what magnification is. It means to put something under a glass or to take something that looks small and to make it larger, to magnify it. That's what we're supposed to do with our lives. We're to magnify Jesus. People are not supposed to see us as we seek to live for Christ, but they should see Christ more clearly in the way we live. We should be a visual representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they have questions or are confused about who Jesus is or what Jesus desires of us, they should see those answers in how we live, particularly the love of Christ in the world, and the love of God through Christ bringing salvation to the world. Paul wants Jesus to be magnified in his body, in his activity, his actions, whether by life or by death. It makes no difference to Paul whether he magnifies Jesus by living day by day on this earth or magnifies Jesus by the way he dies for Christ. Either way, he wants Christ to be magnified. We need to be willing to magnify Jesus at all costs. Now, that's a high expectation, but Jesus died on the cross for us. 
We belong to him. We are not our own. We've been bought with a price, the blood of Jesus Christ. And we need to desire to magnify Jesus through whatever means we can. If it's through our daily living, praise the Lord. If it's through suffering for Jesus, praise the Lord. If it's through dying for Christ, praise the Lord. Now, the likelihood that most of us in the United States of America or in the free world will have to die for Christ anytime soon is very, very slight. But the likelihood of us suffering for Jesus Christ is getting greater and greater every day. And then finally, in verse 21, he sums this up. For to me, for me personally, he says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. What does he mean by this? Well, briefly in this study, and we'll explore it further in our next, for Paul to live day by day on this earth is to glorify and magnify Christ with his living. That is a wonderful privilege. But he says, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Paul is saying here, if I get to die and go home to be in heaven, that is much better. Now, honestly, for most of us, that's not our genuine perspective. We want to go to heaven when we die, but we don't want to have to die to go to heaven necessarily. In other words, we want to stay here as long as we can, because for most of us, life here on earth is pretty good. But for Paul, being imprisoned, being beaten, being challenged all the time, being confronted by his enemies, life on earth was a challenge. And so he said, to die is gain. Ultimately, each one of us needs to come to the understanding that we exist on this earth as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ to magnify Jesus Christ, to allow other people to see the Christ they cannot see with their physical eyes, to see him in our physical lives. We need to love like Jesus, live like Jesus, Think, talk, behave like Jesus, with the idea that as long as we walk this earth, we are here to magnify Jesus. But to die is even better. To die is to get our new body, which will never be touched by sorrow or pain or loss, no more tears, no more dying, and to be with the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity Apart from any temptation to sin, our struggle with sin is over. Our conflict with other people in relationships are over. Our negative circumstances are over. Paul says in Romans, I do not believe that the sufferings of this world are worthy to be compared to the glory that awaits those who are in Christ Jesus. We need to try to develop that understanding and that perspective. Maybe we need to study about heaven more. Maybe we need to engage in trying to magnify Christ more and experience some of the suffering that Paul endured. Either way, it should be our attitude to live to bring glory to Christ, not shame, to boldly magnify Jesus in our body, in our actions, whether by life or death, and to come to the understanding that living is Christ and to die is gain. Father in heaven, help us to gain understanding in these things so that we would see our jobs, our home life, 
our church life, our lives out in the world as opportunities to represent and magnify Jesus Christ to the world with the perspective that this life is temporary and soon we will be with you in eternity, and that is much better. Father, help us with this through the work of your Holy Spirit. And again, I thank you for Paul and his openness, his honesty with these things for us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.